forever. Dog. That was a good one. So in sync over here. Ooh, welcome to our party. Oh, Suelle, we're so in sync. <laughs> uh, I'm interfacing uh, with New York at five. Oh. Welcome G- back to General Apparel West. <laughs> To another steaming, oh, piping. With the bowels of the fashion, the fashion industry. With the bowels of the podcasting industry. <laughs> but we are steam, And from the bowels comes something steaming. Steaming. Sometimes piping. piping. Scalding. Serving. Hot. <laughs> this is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, in our lives. issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. Now, let's, let's get into some... Oh, my bird calls attracting oh, more birds. They're so tender. They send messages around their necks. They are, you know, the last time I saw legs like mine, there was a message attached to one of them. Ah-ha! That's Phyllis Diller I don't joke. get it. That's a Phyllis Diller joke. Like, she has bird-like oh. pigeon legs. Bitch, your, your joke for um for Cloris Leachman, I don't know, I'm just yelling! <laughs> yeah. So funny. That's a, it was a, it's Elaine Stritch. Oh, and- that was it, Sorry. It's from her documentary, and she um, she's singing the song um, "I'm Still Here," but she's she's literally in rehearsal, and she's like, "I'm just screaming." <laughs> 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 oh, we love her. Well, yes. uh, what's good? There's so much going on in the world. I can't so wait much. to talk about it. I couldn't figure out if that was a mouse or a bug, and I went to go hit it on the oh. screen because you keep moving that that mouse pointer thing. I thought I had gnats. It's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not out of your wig, bitch. She's got the jitterbug. <laughs> Who's that hiding? I was a jitterbug in Wizard of Oz in my high school. Wow, the number that got cut. Ooh. And middle school. <laughs> wow. Girl, she gave somebody. It got cut out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe that we were um, not awarded the Pulitzer this week because they were announced. Wow. They don't even yeah. have us doing a pop up number. Like, do we're they not have... even honorably mentioned? Uh uh-uh. uh. And like, the. Huh. None of the oh. formers are doing give ups this year. <laughs> like, I don't understand what the Pulitzers are thinking with their programming because what a shitty award ceremony. No drag queens? Goodbye. Honestly, I'm not mad. I'm honestly just disappointed in them. I think it's a real missed opportunity. And uh, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, The Pulitzers, uh, as you mentioned, they were announced. And um, in the podcast field, This American Life seems to have won an award. Um, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. I don't, I I guess, must be just a little independent, uh, lesser known podcast um and in the journalism field the new york times won many awards who are they hmm. well well I'd i don't say get it's it new york time to move on because i've I had enough 
I would agree. And I would just focus your energy into the PEG Stage It Awards that are coming up right now. <laughs> with, with the competition so fierce, so many girls, so diverse, um, so many different shows on the internet. Um, mostly yeah. seated. Literally hundreds of queens were on the Digital Drag Fest. Um, uh, uh, Big Dipper, you were, you were part of the Digital Drag Fest, right? I was, yes. So... There, the competition is fierce, and really, I don't. I mean, it's not a competition; it's it's a showcase and a celebration because there were so many amazing um, entertainers who who were on there and uh, turning drag digital, which is a good thing. I don't know what it was, but if Dipper was on it, it was a hoe case, not a showcase. Oh my! (laughs) Because I see what she sells during her performances. Sex, I know what uh, I know what she does at the Cheetah, and it ain't dancing. Uh uh, they said. Well, they said, we can't have you twitching all that on Twitch. You take that to stage uh-uh. it. That's true. Yeah. No, Dipper kept all her clothes on. Did you? Had to. Yeah. Had to. It, oh. For her costume reveal, she put more clothes on. No, she I'm put on kidding. a mock turtle. Yeah. <laughs> a FDA dicky. requirement. <laughs> a dicky. Oh, bitch. Uh, okay. Uh, um, it's, it is strange, well, though, that we were passed over for the Pulitzer. But... Um, we 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 will be representing at the Queer Twos next year. It's not our year. Sure. It's not our year. You know what? If they don't want us this year, I'm not coming back next year. That's just how it is. If they don't want me this year, I'm not coming back next year. Fuck that over eight shit. You know that what? <laughs> Nothing. It's a Uh-oh. it's a Jay Z uh, line about Beyonce not getting any Grammys. Well, just so you know, uh, we are two-time Queerty Award winners, and we recently snatched up an honorable mention for podcast in the film and television category for the 2020 Webbies. So uh, let's focus on all the prizes and accolades that we have yeah. won. Are there gift cards? What are we doing with that? Are we splitting that, or what are we doing? Should we do a write-in to the Pulitzers? I, I mean, think Should so. we do a campaign? It no, can't... let's do a video. Let's do a TikTok campaign for the Pulitzers. They'll take us seriously then. <laughs> TikTok censors gay content, I heard. But do they? Okay, we can try. I've heard. T- I've I haven't heard been on tale. there. I've heard tale. That's sad. Well, there's a lot more stages shows coming up because the Digital Drag Fest is the fest that never ends. Okay. They said, we, you know, we can't go to Lollapalooza. We can't go to, um, what's the one out in the desert? Stage it. Coachella. Coachella. Oh, Burning we can't Man. go to Coachella. We can't go to Burning Man. So we are just going to have the digital drag fest that keeps on going. And I have a few more shows coming up this uh, this weekend. Um, tonight, May 8th, we have an Anus album show. May 9th, we have a Pound Cake album show. And May 10th, we have a Vagina show. And then we're also doing a bonus Snatch Game show on Sunday as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to this because it's going to give us a chance to dive into some songs that don't don't normally get featured from my three iconic albums that I love very much. So that's a I'm good idea. Maybe I should it. do that. You you. I have a whole album. I could just sing that. You have several albums, Tina. I do. But I only like to talk about the one that went to number one. What about the reckoning? Oh. Yeah. I remember the reckoning. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Travel! <laughs> on the floor! Travel! <laughs> on my face! Um, <laughs> did you hear about the new album uh, that is dropping oh. on May 29th? Because it, I woke up this morning and my heart almost exploded when I saw it. I'm so happy. 
We, she, yes. It's like a quarantine gift. She, yes. She has descended upon us with some really great news and the world can use some really great news right now. And uh, Lady Gaga says that Chromatica is coming to us on May 29th. Yeah. Where's that applause button? Uh I live for the applause. So exciting! Um, I'll, I, I mean, girl, I, consider it downloaded, uh, consider it streamed, consider it played on repeat until I know every single word. I bought the album off the website, and uh, because I got, I bought some stickers, and there was an album download too. So mm. you get stickers and the album for like fifteen bucks. I was like, I am in. I love I stickers. Want, uh, oh my god! Did you I get the song? That. I did, and I did get the uh, the tie dye shirt though, and then um, there's a thong. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, I gotta go on this website. It's probably all gone. The monsters are ra- ravenous creatures by nature. Oh, I have a song for the rainbow spotlight. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you about it then, though. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you. Ha- I'm glad you have one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good one. But. Uh, wait, who's did, this watermelon girl? Did you wait? Did you watch Digital Dragon? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought you watched it on the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I did watch it. Um, It was it was disappointing. Oh, Why no. was it disappointing? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, a variety of reasons. Would you it care was... to explicate? <laughs> Uh, uh, if that means explain, sure. Okay. Um, is some of it wasn't good, and I didn't understand how all of these things were pre-records. Yet they let some of the stuff happen that happened. I was like, like what? I'm like, oh, they're letting. There was just, I just, I, I wasn't that big of a fan. Okay, well, why don't we focus on the positive? We okay. Here's one. Here's another thing. A lot it's of people easy thought, to criticize. It is. A lot of people thought people were going to perform and then it wasn't performances. It was just like a commercial or like literally 15 seconds. Like we all were waiting for a door to perform. I was like, we all expected there was a performance. Because she was closing out the festival. Yeah. And then it just kept getting closer and closer to the end. And we were given Uh like a 15 second video. It felt like of her with a guitar just strumming like three three sentences. It wasn't a performance. And we were all like, that was what you closed with, guys? Why didn't you close with something great like Red You Wrote You? Like, it was just the worst way to close. You guys were great. I really loved a lot of a lot, seeing a lot of my sister's performances. But, like, it did not need to be that long and that stretched out with these, these hosts talking and, like, giving. It felt like hostage interviews. It's like, we did not need interviews about, like, just, I, there was a lot that I did not agree with. It wasn't fun for me. Well, the drag queens were given, a, from the email I received, we were given a 10-minute time limit, which is, like, reasonable because Easy. it's like, of course, you know, you don't want people to go on at, on and on at length. But then there were segments that were, that went on and on at length. Yeah. So I was like, wait, how come the drag queens have a time limit? <laughs> and, and how come they didn't invite all the drag queens? Like, I know they hate me and stuff, but, like... I've paid my booth fee every year and I'm pretty people seem to like me enough to come see me. So, like, let me do a show. Nope. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what what happened with the invitations, but I know that Venus Delight uh, caused a stink about not getting invited. And then she was on the lineup. So 
Sometimes you gotta just be the squeaky wheel, I guess. I've never done that. I'll try speaking up. I would. You should try it sometime. Um, I would like to talk about a couple of things I really enjoyed about Digital Dragon Con. Um, doing read you wrote you with my fellow sisters, um, Detox, Katya, and Roxy. Um, I just when when they first sent the email, I was like, oh god, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I I don't know. And then I was like, we have to do this. So I I texted the girls. They were all into it immediately. Detox had just had a fucking face thing done. Transplant. (laughs) (laughs) She had just had a face procedure, a needling or something. I. And she and we had to turn it around really fast, like in a day or two. And she was like, I just had this done. I really want to be a part of it, but I can't I can't put makeup on my face because it'll fuck up the procedure I just had. So she was very um, crafty and she put on an animoji face, a, a few different animoji faces with different full looks and performed her part. And uh, she made it happen. And. And I thought it was really fucking good. Um, Dickel, um, our friend from Tel Aviv, he did the editing really fast, turned it around really fast, and it was it was really um, fierce and good. Yeah, what, it was. What else did I really like? Um, Nicole Page Brooks. She wins, was funny. She wins DragCon. Dude, wearing that dress with her picture on it. I I ordered one. I loved I it. Literally, think so did I, bitch. I. Th- I would watch you that prison, show honey? or that channel of of her and her sister just sort of just riffing and just being fucking correspondents. It was brilliant. She wins drag con for me. She was the shining <laughs> star. Yeah, she was super duper. Yeah. Watermelon uh, girl? Is that me? <laughs> yeah, I put some things in here about you. I watched oh. you in a play reading. Yeah, I was in a play reading by Brian Wright's Plays, who's fine. Um, and it's called Ooh. Zero Feet Away. It was about like uh, relationships and uh, like apps and the gay world and stuff like that. Work. These, these table readings, a lot of them, I'm doing another one this week. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. There's lots of like readings and things. And like now people are, since all auditions and like readings and shit are online, people are like taking their time and like looking at other people that may not have been considered before. Totally. Yeah. It's an interesting moment for like new stuff going on and it's very exciting. My titties look so good in this camera. Yeah, they do, honey. You see yes. them breasts? You see them breasts? Big breasts. Big. Okay. Well, we have to get into the trash fags of the week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Courtney. They Courtney. get a deep dispute. You know something's bad when Courtney Act is texting it. I thought you should see this for hot goss. Well, it is the drag news with court with Courtney Act. Okay, mm-hmm. as seen on Instagram. Some foolish fools in New York City were partying Monday night into the wee hours of Tuesday. Ian Frost had a house party in New York City with lots and lots of people and no masks and posted the whole thing on Instagram stories. There are lots of videos circulating and most of the accounts of the people in attendance have been deleted or gone fully private. But it seems like the event was many, many hours long and 
most likely drug fueled <laughs> and drug addled. <laughs> So some some Nancy Drew sleuths on Instagram found that some people in attendance were medical professionals, like a pharmacist. Oh. Wow. Um, Seth, Seth Knight. Knight XXX. He's a porn star, I think. He mm-hmm. was invited, but he declined. He messaged back, your friends should know better, and received this as a reply. Why? They've all had the virus. Let people live. Wow. I mean... Is this like for was this a party for just people that had had the virus? Because I know New York did have a lot of people, right? Well, you know, uh, I don't uh, I don't know. But this was it happened on the day when normally the Met Gala happens. So people have dubbed this party the Meth Gala. (laughs) Which I mean, mostly G for that kind of music they were playing. It was all house, no words. Didn't hear a lick of a Rihanna chorus. Oh, wow. Um, but the DJ did make a statement on his IG page. DJ okay. Alec Bryan. Good for um, her. My what favorite, did she have to say? Oh, I didn't even look because yeah, all, I, I, got, I got all the statement I needed by that guy coughing in the video and then dancing and putting his hand back on another man's shirtless torso. Oh, my Jesus Christ. It's like, guys, stay home or at least no phones, you idiots. The DJ said, um, basically, I was asked to DJ a small house party. I've been taking all precautions to socially distance, wear a mask and hand wash very seriously to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. As many of us are now unemployed, I had an opportunity to get some money to pay my bills. It's just so dumb. Wow. Like, I understand you're trying to work, but be like, yeah, I'll DJ it and Skype me in and I'll play the music from home. Y'all are fucking dummies. Why are you having a party? Wait, yeah. but even dumber is the guy Ian Frost that had the party recently did a DNA like interview about isolating during shelter in place. So it's like. Like five days before that interview was published. Here's how to isolate. Ugh. Girl. uh, well, the moral of the story is don't be like these kids. Don't be like these people. Um, it's just, I know that it's hard. It's hard to be disciplined and to stay home and stay away from people. It's very hard. It's unnatural. But we're doing it. And it's not even immediately about your own personal experience. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you're not going to die if you catch it. But, the reason that this is all in place is because it affects people that maybe we're not like seeing directly like medical professionals and facilities that are being overrun and they don't have places to put the dead bodies and things like this. These are like deep fucked up problems that we are all working together to, to like help assuage the problem. And it's important to keep with it, even though it's hard. Assuaged, addled. You have all the A's, girl. Yeah, full-blown A's. Full-blown A's. Um, so our rainbow spotlight of the week, We, I, I forget if we did a one last week, but can I talk about my friends real quick? Yes, the, spotlight. This Quarantine Queen album that Todrick put out has mm-hmm. sickening mm. tracks, six sickening tracks, full length, with a very special feature from Miss Rayla Latre. On- this was our spotlight last week. Oh, was it? I want to tell people yeah. about it again. It was so good. <laughs> Listen it's to a different track today. So good. <laughs> okay, but Matthews is good too, I bet. 
Okay. Well, we did talk about it. It were it's it bears repeating that <laughs> yes. the Todrick album is really great. Get into it. But this week we got a message about the Rainbow Spotlight from Matthew, who mm-hmm. says there's an up and coming queer artist I know very personally. Ooh. Very is all caps. Wow. And on top of being a super talented hottie, he just came out with a super uh, with a summer bop about social distancing that meets the three F criteria: fabulous, fire, and fagatrocious. <laughs> He's a smaller queer artist, so I'm really hoping we can get him out by featuring him as the Rainbow Spotlight of the Week. His name is Woo M I. That's Instagram, wu.am.i. And his song, I Love It When It Rains in LA, just came out last week. Work. And it's on Spotify. And the link is on our Race Chaser profile on Instagram. Check Let's it out. Give it a listen as we go to break, and we'll be right back. I love it when it rains in LA. Getting dressed again to drive downtown. Last night I only slept three hours. I'm back on my bullshit again. Rather save money instead. So sick of playing pretend. When I'm running on 20%, too many social obligations. This city tests your patience. My friends wanna get wasted when I just wanna stay in. Every day I'm raging, self medicating. I need a vacation. So I love it when it rains in the lake. You crash at my place. Pull up, roll up, light up, keep place Just say forever, we got time to waste When I'm under the weather, you're my summer day, yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drag Drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag.
Election year, we gotta get. <laughs> Let's get political. Political. I wanna get the political. So this comes to us from CBS News. A GoFundMe campaign created to raise money for Navajo and Hopi families hit hard by the coronavirus has attracted donations from many Irish people who are hoping to thank the Native Americans for helping them during the Great Hunger Famine that devastated Ireland in the mid-1800s. Oh. So according to the organizers of this GoFundMe, the Choctaw Nation provided $170 in relief money, which is like thousands in today's dollars, to Irish people during the potato famine in 1845. Wow. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Um, The Native American donors were said to have inspired to help others who were suffering after experiencing massive losses during the Trail of Tears when Native people were forced off their land and pushed west. So the quote says, 173 years later to today... The favor is returned through generous donations from the Irish people to the Navajo Nation during our time of crisis, the organizers of the GoFundMe wrote. A message from Irish donor Pat Hayes sent from Ireland across the ocean says, From Ireland, 170 years later, the favor is returned to our Native American brothers and sisters in your moment of hardship. Wow. They've raised $1.8 million so far of their $2 million goal. And they said that they've lost many of their sacred Navajo elders and youth to COVID-19. And it's a devastating and dark time in the history for their nation. Um, But they're grateful for all the love and support and the acts of kindness from all around. And 200 years later, that is an IOU, girl. Truly. uh, I mean, this is so fierce. Uh, This is just one of those moments that's like a little uh, a little of glimmer of hope about humanity you know um to say hey we remember what you did for us way back when so we want to we want to help a little bit and just return the favor here this might sound stupid but like how did the navajo people even know there was a potato famine in 1840s before there were phones and stuff twitter oh They had they had pagers. <laughs> Some sort of a songbird. Um, no, um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. how fierce! Yeah, I mean, so fierce. Um, thank you Make- for sharing that, Big Dipper, and thank you for uh, for uh, putting that on the outline for us. And uh, if you want to, can we give to the GoFundMe campaign? Yeah, it's still. I mean, it's up there. It's for everyone. They've almost reached their $2 million goal. They're at 1.8. But you know what? You can join in and go to GoFundMe. And what what, what, do, you, what do you search? GoFundMe.Patreon slash Willem. <laughs> Navajo and Hopi families COVID-19 relief. Oh, now it's at 2.7 million of their uh, $3 million uh, goal. Oh, now goal is 3 million? Time, <laughs> as of press time, they have surpassed the $2 million goal. This is great news. But you know what? You can still keep the kindness and the generosity going. And um, this is a really uplifting story. So um, we're glad to hear about it. And we're going to take a break. 
up, do. Oh, it's dark. Do. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's a salon oh, in this my cave. Gosh. Up, do oh, you have a light? Uh, it's under because it is very dark in here. Turn it up, turn it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> turn up your headlamps and join us as we go. Into the deep, deep dark, deep, deep dark draverns of the dree drams. <laughs> you can always email questions to us at racechaserpodcasts at gmail.com if you want to join in the fun and be a part of uh, the podcast. We love hearing from you. And we have a lot of great messages today. Do you want to read the first one? Yeah. Yep, this is from Haley. Dear Willem and Alaska, I respect you two greatly, but need to counter your points made about Jeff Goldblum. Okay. I, I understand that it's good to ask questions, but no answer was given about why Jeff is wrong. It's extremely okay. Western-centric perspective to say that Islam itself is anti-gay and anti-woman. So okay. many religions lack intersectionality, especially Christianity. Drag race had people on stage celebrating America who oppresses women and gays in its own right. Gee. But there's no comment made about that after Jeff spoke. Islam at its core... Mm is a religion of tolerance. People point to its lack of intersectionality as a way to get away with perpetrating Islamophobia mm -hmm. and that is a violent religion and that it is a violent religion. White American feminists are inserting their bigoted views about hijabs, calling it a symbol of violence, mm -hmm. but they are doing this because it's from a culture dramatically de demonized by American politics. There is a great book from a Muslim woman, Leela Abu Ajud, called Do Muslim Women Really Need Saving? Here's a great quote to counter white feminist women and Jeff. I argue that we need to develop instead of a serious appreciation of differences amongst women in the world as products of different histories, expressions of different circumstances, and manifestations of differently structured desires. Mm -hmm. What I ask you two and the listeners is to analyze your own inherent bias against Islam uh, instead of demonizing the people of Islam who are suffering from a state-run imperialist violence targeted at minorities. Look at how your own country perpetrates those systems of violence in America. Thanks for hearing me out. Haley. Uh, well, I want to say a huge thank you to Haley for um, elucidating this thank for you. us. Because um, I, I didn't even... Think of that. And it's fucking true. I mean, we're out here with the red, white and blue, uh, all the funny things you do. Uh, America, this is you. And uh, and really, I mean, America has perpetuated some bullshit against women and gays and people of color for years and years and years. Um, and so. So, yeah, I mean, to to sort of counterpoint the like the the inquisition that Jeff Goldblum was making with that is really um enlightening um and I appreciate that Haley I think that we have said this season though that I know that I've mentioned that I'm really not proud to be an American and I wish we weren't doing like an American promo and stuff so like uh I'm definitely aware of America's shortcomings too especially after having traveled and like the face people make yeah. when you tell them you're American it's like, oh, girl, okay. I know it's during real. O during Obama. It was real. But that face changed. Everybody literally asks when they're when you tell them America, they're like, is it really bad? Like with Trump, they want to know the tea. Yeah. And the answer is, well, yes, it is very bad. That much bad. <laughs> Our next message is from Michael. Dear Skralazqua, Grildum and Swig Sipper. All right. Uh, Michael obviously 
his his K just dosed <laughs> uh, while writing that. Okay, deepening friend of the pod here. Not too deep yet, because I just discovered you divas recently. While your sassy humor and scalding hot goss really spill my tea, what I love most is how you share the art form of drag through inclusivity and self-expression for all kinds of folks. Speaking of art forms, Burning Man is canceled like everything else this year, and I've seen suggestive media of your adventures there in the past. The principle of radical self-expression is a natural one for you dolls, and I was wondering what other aspects of the burn also inspired or surprised you in Black Rock City. What did you like most about it, and what would you make? What would make you want to return? Have you incorporated ideas from that experience into your work back home? Enjoy some socially distance, drippy drick with my fond wishes that you'll come back to Playa soon. Please help me redecorate my bike when you do. Dusty virtual hugs. Love, Michael. Damn, oh. well, we know what he uses as a kickstand. <laughs> that thing is big. Thank you for sharing. And this is a rarely seen thing when we get uh, dick pics. A cum shot. You know. oh, wonderful. Very nice. Very now, thoughtful. I'm, because I'm usually, sh- <laughs> by the time that happens, the last thing you're thinking about is the camera angle or the lighting. You're just looking for a towel. Uh, or, or a bath mat. Or, Willem, in your case, you're just you're looking for a funnel at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't let it go down don't let it go down the drain that's oh, gold what a waste <laughs> wow um i've incorporated a lot of burning man into my uh into my like uh mentality i guess and mm-hmm. how to with being an artist after it made me a better artist uh yeah for sure i i always like note that i went to burning man and then in the year after that like i got out of a relationship. I had a number one album. I mm-hmm. got a book deal. Like I had a great time and I really applied some of those, uh, the tenets of Burning Man, which basically I mean drugs because that's where I first started doing <laughs> drugs. And after I got back to LA, I kept doing those drugs and my art got better and more funner. And I'm still doing those drugs. Um, and now I have a podcast too, two of them. Well, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's, it's a, is it going to Burning Man is is like uh, stepping outside of the world as we know it. And so really like being there is a journey that is whatever you make of it. <gasps> and it's different for everybody. And um, it's great for creativity because everyone's there in the spirit of creativity. And the- we literally this this podcast was mm-hmm. birthed there basically. Yes, because of Burning Man, we we were hanging out in a in our fucking glamorous trailer and <laughs> we were just like joking and laughing and like The Courtneyac Memorial Food Hut. <laughs> Food Hut and Storm Shelter. We came up with a lot of really great ideas, a lot yeah. of which came to fruition, but a, a lot uh, this podcast was one of those ideas so um you know we'll be back at it on the playa some some other day and um uh we thank you for your message and for your drippy drick mike wave that dick around so we know it's you 
Yeah. Uh, um, this comes from Stu. Dear will I question, I'll ask her and big quipper. Please help me get through quarantine with my ex. We split up in February after four years and started to separate our lives when the lockdown started. Wow. We now spend the majority of our time together, although we do have separate bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to move on emotionally to a place where we could just be friends. However, he keeps acting like we're still together. He still comes in for hugs, tries to play fight and runs his fingers through my hair. He regularly comes into my bedroom and gets into bed with me just to chat, but gets uncomfortable if i go into his room he borrows my clothes steals my lube and has recently started to pull down my trousers ask a prank whenever i'm carrying anything and can't defend myself Mm. i told him this is a violation of my personal space Mm -hmm. but he keeps doing it because he thinks it's funny (laughs) i sometimes find our living situation overwhelming as i still have romantic feelings towards him and struggle with moving on while being still stuck at home together neither of us are able to move out during the lockdown and have no way of knowing when it's likely to end do either of you have experience living with a troublesome ex do you have any advice on respecting boundaries in close quarters we're both longtime friends of the pod so your welcome advice will flow straight into his earbuds apologies for the lack of dick pic as i'm not that kind of girl um, but please send my attached leopard print outfit, which I plan to send for a lot. Blah, blah, blah. Stu from Scotland. Okay. Well, thank you for the message, Stu. And I love your crystal method interview look uh, illusion with this outfit, this leopard print outfit uh, and the ascot. Um, there are a lot of crazy um, living situations that are going on right now for a lot of people. And what you're going through is one of them. I mean, this is the thing. And it also, and I'm glad that your um, ex and your uh, your house housemate are listening at this time because it really is a um, violation of your space to be like pulling down your pants, even if they say it's a joke. Um, and, and to be like touching you and and putting their hands in your hair and stuff, especially if you've, um, you've said that you don't want that. And, uh, that's a violation of your space and it's not cool. And that like definitely needs to stop. And that's on him to, to stop it, uh, now. Um, uh, but aside from that, Willem, what do you think? Hit him. Well, I don't. If he comes into your space again, it will be the last time. Because if he already knows you're annoyed and he keeps doing it, pop him. <laughs> it'll, but it'll this be the is la- the thing. Like this is the thing. Like domestic abuse is on the rise because I know I are... went to jail for it. Okay, well, my husband are... hit me and I hit him back, and like you know what, he never hit me again after that ever. Okay. And you know, there's still love there. <laughs> right. I mean, boundaries are are so very essential and so very important. Agreed. And um, so make your boundaries really clear as you have. uh, But uh, it's on him to respect those boundaries. And it's gotta suck. I would just shut the door and try not to deal with them in headphones too. That might that might work better than hitting. Yeah. And it sounds like right. the concept for like a really um a really uh, entertaining like um TV show or something because because it's like you you have all this you have all this like emotional um stuff going on and a breakup is hard enough and then like literally being forced into the same space with them for a long period of time uh um so I don't know write write the story and sell it to fx hell yeah i guess oh 
But it will be over. It will be over soon. Yeah, I feel like it's over in May for LA, right? We don't know. We don't know. But it will be over one day. Well, Holly has a little question for us. I got a little question to ask uh, yeah. from Holly. Hello, Alaska, Willem and Dipper. I'm looking for a little advice. I really want to move to L.A. from the Midwest. I'm graduating this Saturday, and the job outlook is not so hot right now. I'm hoping to work over the summer, so hopefully I can build my savings a little and make the move to L.A. in the fall if COVID will allow. Do you think it's possible to live in L.A. if I'm just working part-time jobs and don't have a full-time salary gig? I really don't have much hope for finding a job relevant to my degree, fashion design, for a while. And I'd rather live somewhere that I would be happier if I'm just going to be stuck doing a lot of random jobs for a while. Sorry for the lack of dick. I don't have one. Attached to some photos of me in my cap and gown that I did my best attempt at painting leopard print on too because graduation is virtual so why not uh much love Holly well I love her leopard print yeah that's really sickening I love that that um pink tropical mango color yeah that's that's very inventive and very creative okay what's she want hold on let me scroll up the question oh. was, basically, can I move to L.A.? You've moved here twice, right? What What was... Uh... I keep on moving here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think you should... If, if, it's, if it's what you really want to do and you want to you wanna move to L.A., then, like, do it. And don't do it because, you know, two drag queens on a podcast gave you permission to do so. LA is a hard ass city to live in, but, and it's a hustle and it's a grind, but if it's what you want to do, then don't like not do it because it's going to be hard. Yeah, Just do, do it, it. Do it while you're young. Do it yeah. while you're young. Don't wait. But when you say, hopefully build my savings a little, you come out here with at least five digits girl, because like first and last month's rent and security deposit, that's over five grand right there at the minimum. And if yeah. you're like, if you're trying to get your own place, if you need a roommate, you're going to have to account for them stealing, wrecking your car your first year while you're here, fail. Yeah, everybody goes through it in the first year of L.A. Um, it's a hard city. So, like, don't have any misgivings or fantasies about that. It's not just some, like, you know, dreamland. It's a hard ass. It's a hard ass grind when you first move to yeah. L.A. Don't think you could just breeze in here and get a job at G.A.W. like Sue Ellen did. Fashion <laughs> degree or not. <laughs> it's like she copied it right out of the resume book. Um, But, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, be prepared. It's it's hard and it's a lot. But and it takes a, a while to get acclimated and to get adjusted and to find your friend group and to find your like groove in LA. But if it's something you dream about doing, you know, life is short and you should do it. Dream about you. Uh, this next one comes from Floridalina. Why, hello there, Alaska Arena, Willa Marina, and Diverolina. How lovely to speak to you. I came across this eBay listing while on my travels throughout the world, Wide Web, which quite <laughs> frankly surprised me. It's a picture listing attached. Oh, wow. Ooh. You see it? Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I see it from um, the back. Apparently, eBay is now selling an oh, Alaska there. wig. <laughs> um, 
It also oh. kind of looks like Bram $30. Stoker's Bram Stoker's Dracula, kind of. How did you hijack my screen? Where is my outline? Where did it go? Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I see. Know, does it make it full screen? I, I see a folder that says does. "Personal Business Dipper." <laughs> Better not be none of my personal business in there. That's my personal. Business. Where the hell is my outline? All right, I'll stop this. Apparently, eBay is now selling um, this style, and they—I don't know what they were aiming for, but it looks absolutely stunning, much like your hair right now. Uh, would would love to hear your thoughts, and perhaps see you wearing it someday. <laughs> much love and best wishes. Stay safe, Floridina. Wow. wow, I love it. It's the title. I I love the eBay titles of wigs because they're just it's basically like a tag. Like it's it's every word you can RuPaul's Drag Race, Alaska, Princess, Outer Space, Glamorous, Wig, Hair, <laughs> Unit, Buns, Beehive, Blonde. Uh I love it. I mean, I think it's fierce. Um, white, blonde, wig, cosplay, RuPaul's Drag Race, Alaska, Thunder, Princess, Hair. Um, I love it. I, and it's $28, honey. I, I want to get it. I might buy it. Rich. But we, we have, this happens a lot, um, out there, like being a Rue girl or being a drag queen who's, who's in the public eye. Um, people, people take our image and our name and they put it on stuff and they sell it. And Girl. for the, for the most part, I say go for it. I got public thighs. Yes. They are in the public sector. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you know people lawyer up and they shut down people who put their image on T-shirts on Etsy or whatever. But I mean this, this I don't mind. I think it's an homage, and I say like I say go for it. I, I it's it's just my fault for having iconic hair. What can I say? Iconic, iconic. Doom, 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 doom. Would you like to read, um, or wait, From did spin? I just read it? I don't did know, you I can just... do this one. I wait, no, you just, you just read it. I'll read it. Okay, okay. This is from Spin. Hi, Alaska 1000 times 5, William Spelling, and Big Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I am a huge fan of the pod, and like every other person on Earth, I am losing my goddamn mind. I am a somewhat successful, extremely unknown musical theater performer. I grew up extremely poor and have been convincing the world that I am amongst the upper middle class for years. Hashtag goals. I have applied for New York unemployment because of COVID, but have been spending, but have been pending status for, well, forever. Getting a hold of the New York Department of Labor is like Shangela winning All-Stars. We all know it should happen, but we aren't really surprised when we get fucked over. Wow. (laughs) I also am quarantining with an old friend who just finished a national tour, has savings from two years, and is getting back thousands from their tax return, and is getting $1,100 for unemployment weekly. He is constantly giving me advice on how to fix my life so I can be better like him. The point of this drawn-out soliloquy is that I am not only broke, draining my savings, laid off from COVID, but my attempt to build myself as a performer is shot to shit right now. I dream of the day I will be on Broadway slash have more than 5000 in my savings. Any advice on how to not completely lose my fucking mind in this end-of-days gig? Here's a pic of my peen for your perusal. It hasn't been used in month beca- in months because he is also under quarantine. Thanks, Spin. Spin. Yeah. Um, uh, the dick is shorn with shears. <laughs> uh, uh, bigger than a joystick. Smaller than uh-huh. a stop of celery. 
the uh, there's a couple of of different color blankets. Sage and Ooh. moss are the colors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, that may also be a dark top. A dark top. <laughs> a dark taupe. How you say oh, it? Taupe or top? Taupe. Taupe. Oh, taupe. Sorry. Tops. I know you love a dark top. Oh, bitch. Yes. Yes. Um. What? So I would say that um, there's got to be one thing you can do for. Here's here's the thing. I feel I feel for you, spin, but. I my goal when I started like trying to be in whatever the hell this industry is or whatever kind of job I have mm-hmm. was to do one thing for my career every day, no matter what, no matter how small. If it was mailing out a headshot from mm-hmm. like reading backstage and writing down the mailing address because I couldn't afford backstage so mm-hmm. I could bring it home, doing that, sending out pictures, I would do one thing every day. And I still do that now, especially during quarantine. I started writing it down again so I'm more accountable for it so mm-hmm. I can look back and like say like, oh, this is how you achieved what you got. You wrote it down. You made a plan. So I just think that there's something you could do every day somehow. Learning yeah. a new song, learning to play piano, learning something. There's there's ways you could better yourself every day in quarantine somehow. You have to find it, though. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, honestly, specifically. But like there are ways, for sure. And you should be doing them. You should be taking advantage of this time. Everybody should, I think, if you can. And being safe. I'm backtracking as I speak. No, but I I totally agree with you. And I think that's really good advice. And, you know, I I see that. I mean, you're saying that your your attempt to build yourself as a performer is shot to shit right now. But it needn't be. I mean, you're the circumstances are different. But you look at you look at drag queens. I mean, drag queens like Ray Latre, her weekly show got canceled uh because bars got closed but instead of saying like oh well my my career is over she immediately picked it up and put it online and so like everything is happening digitally right now and you can use this digital moment to keep on like if if being a performer is what you really want to do then like keep doing it you nothing is stopping you um, and also you should be grateful that you have, um, $5,000 in savings because there are a lot of people out there who are, um, who are way worse off, honestly. And, yep. Uh, From the next, the yeah. next question is fairly lighter. Hey ladies, do you hey have any ladies? <laughs> do you have any classic movie recommendations that <laughs> Gen Z young gal should watch? Love you, Rayon. That's I so, love this question. This is so funny because Cade texted me. He said, do you have any gay book or movie recommendations that will educate my uneducated brain during these trying times? Ooh. Got me. And I was like, bitch, let me give you the rundown. I said, the celluloid closet, mm-hmm. the queen, mm-hmm. how to survive a plague, mm-hmm. wig, because it talks about New York drag mm-hmm. history and we're in it. Mm-hmm. Girls will be girls. Mm-hmm. I said the When We Rise miniseries is good, but there's but the soundtrack is even better. It's a mm. really good soundtrack, and it's like six seventy years worth of gay rights in San Fran. So like mm-hmm. it covers a lot of gay stuff. Milk, Life and Times of Marsha P. Johnson's Mahogany Cabaret, mm. Valley of the Dolls, Truck Turner, Boys in the Band, mm. Priscilla, Moonlight, uh, Some Like It Hot because of drag and mm. Birdcage and Trans American Love Story, which is Calpurnia's. Um, 
uh, dating show that World of Wonder produced like a decade ago. So those are my recommendations. What are yours? <laughs> I love it. And I love this question. Thank you for sharing it, Rayon. And thank you, Willem, for sharing that extensive list because that uh, girl, there's a lot on there that I want to go revisit. Um, uh, we've been calling it the uh, Quarantine Film Festival whenever we think of a movie that we want to put on the list that we want to watch. <laughs> I love uh, that. We recently watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which uh, invented me as a gay person and a and a drag queen. Um, we also have been watching um, the Jurassic Park movies because um, it's Gabe's favorite. Um, <laughs> not exactly queer in any way, but we like it. Um, what was the other one? What do we... Oh, um... Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Who? Oh, um, well, you'll have to watch and see. Um, Mommy Dearest. Ah, uh, we just watched it the other night. It just is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, uh, and uh, I also want to watch A League of Their Own because Madonna's in it. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a really good Netflix one that Ryan Murphy produced. It's about two old lesbians, and one of them was in the the a League of Their Own League, the w- women's baseball. And it's oh, her and her girlfriend. And spoiler, oh. they get married in it. But Love they've been it. together almost 70 years. Work. And it's, it's oh my God. so fucking touching. It made me cry. Um, that was so amazing. And then right after that, I started watching Hollywood because it said more from Ryan Murphy. And I was like, oh, I'll watch that for sure. I love him. Yeah, Hollywood is really good. Yeah. We got a letter last week. Um, I didn't include it because the website didn't work in the States. But for everyone in the UK, there is a documentary from the 60s about queens from the 60s called What's a Girl Like You, which is described as a scintillating look at the 1960s drag renaissance with a visit to London's Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Oh, Royal Vauxhall Tavern, yeah. Oh, Vauxhall, okay. Word. I didn't know if the X was silent. But yeah, so for those people who can watch that in the UK, you should watch that. I love it. That's a good that's a good starting place for you, Rayon. And please, yeah. if you have any more recommendations for us, let us know cuz this is a great time to dive in and get into those. Uh well, thank you everyone and thank you for listening to Send us your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com and good questions and nudity get priority boarding after mothers with children and babies and armies. Yeah, we uh, we also have bonus video content available. There's some really fun stuff going on and you can go on patreon.com slash Willem and you can uh, find those videos. You can sign up to be a patron. You can support the divas and you can search using the hashtag racechaser and you can watch the videos a la carte. Mm-hmm. And don't sleep on the dolls. We're on Instagram at Willem at mm-hmm. the only Alaska five thousand and mm-hmm. at Race Chaser Pod. And we will be back next week with more piping, steaming, stirring, boy, Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.